Welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. We pray that this may be a blessing to you, and God's Word would dwell richly within your heart. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. St. Paul wrote to St. Timothy in his first epistle to him, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This does not mean that all things that are recorded in Holy Scripture are positive examples for us. Sometimes they are negative examples. Sometimes both of these even show up in the same person. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. This is a good example that we should follow. We should believe. Yet Abraham also lied to Pharaoh when he sojourned in Egypt, telling him that Sarah was his sister and not his wife, because he feared what Pharaoh would do to him since he heard that Pharaoh desired Sarah as his own wife. This is a bad example. This is not something that we are to follow, even though we are to follow Abraham's faith. The book of Judges has many of these bad examples in it. It is full of warnings in this way. It also shows how God saves and delivers his people, even though they have continued to rebel against him. Oftentimes, those whom he raises up as judges are not the greatest examples, yet he is still able to use them to deliver his people, thus showing that it is God who has the power in saving them, not the people. One of those judges is Gideon. He is a bad example in many things. When the angel of the Lord, who based on the context is the pre-incarnate son of God, appears to Gideon, Gideon doubts what he's told in the greeting, saying, If the Lord were with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles that our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Later, when God spoke with Gideon again, he continued his doubting and even put God to the test while knowing that that was wrong. We know that he knew it was wrong, because when he goes to test God a second time, he says, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more. Gideon is not a good example. He is not one that we should really want to follow. However, St. Thomas follows in Gideon's example when the other disciples tell him, We have seen the Lord. He does not partake in their joy. He does not rejoice with them, believing their testimony, but he puts forward a test that he can see with his own eyes and feel with his own hands. Like Gideon, he takes to heart the idiom, seeing is believing. For in response to his fellow disciples' testimony, he says, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. The rest of the disciples are claiming that Jesus, whom Thomas had seen being taken away to be crucified, and whom he knew had been dead and was buried, 
was alive, that he had risen and appeared to them in the locked upper room where they were staying without opening a door. He does not believe it. And so he puts forward a test and a proof which he would see done in order to believe. He puts a test, just as Gideon did, to God in order to believe the word spoken to him. One week later, the disciples were again gathered in the upper room on a Sunday, but this time Thomas was with them. All were together. Then Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of them, saying, Peace to you. The Lord Jesus suddenly appeared in their midst. While having a body, flesh and blood, he passed through the closed and locked door and came into their midst by virtue of his divinity. He stands among them and greets them in the same way that he did one week earlier, saying, Peace to you. Peace to you, for I have overcome the devil, the troubler of your souls. Peace to you, for I have paid the price of your sin. Peace to you, for I have risen from the dead, and so too you will arise. And because of his divine omniscience, our Lord Jesus knows that Thomas did not believe the other disciples when they told him, We have seen the Lord. He knows that Thomas said, Unless I see the, in his hands the prints of the nails, and put my finger into the prints of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Instead of immediately chastising Thomas for not believing, instead of rebuking him, he tenderly and lovingly invites him to do those things which he said were requirement for his belief. Reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it into my side. After this, he says, showing Thomas that he knew what was in his heart, he encourages him with words, calling him to repentance and faith, saying, Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Many of the paintings of this event in the Gospel depict Thomas with wonder, either sticking his finger into the marks of the nails or investigating his pierced side. This may be a good way of helping us understand what is happening in this picture when we think of this event, but it's not what the gospel describes. Thomas never gets a chance to put his Lord to the test. Upon seeing Jesus and upon hearing his words, do not be unbelieving, but believing, Thomas gives up his foolish ways and instead gives one of the most beautiful and succinct confessions of faith in Jesus Christ. My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. After this, St. Thomas was changed forever. He was no longer doubting, no longer unbelieving, but rather he was believing. He believes the testimony that the other disciples told him. He believes all that Jesus had taught them before his crucifixion and he trusts in the Lord. He trusts that the Lord knows what is best for him, and that he will keep him no matter the circumstances he finds himself in, because he has given his life to save him. And so it is, is it any wonder that Thomas goes from being the doubting one, the unbelieving one, to being the apostle of Jesus, who ended up traveling the farthest away in spreading the gospel? Because of his faith, Thomas traveled all the way to southern India. There he preached to them the Savior, who came from a people they did not know, but who came for them. 
He preached to them of Jesus Christ, who bore their sins so that they may be forgiven through faith in him. He preached to them that this same Jesus rose again from the dead, and that all who believe and are baptized will likewise rise to eternal life on the last day. Because of faith, he was martyred upon the hill Parangilamai when he was driven through with a spear. Through the preaching and testimony, through his preaching and testimony, many were blessed to believe, even though they had never seen. We are also in a similar situation to those Indians of the Chola Empire to whom Thomas brought the gospel. They could not see Jesus like Thomas had, and yet they believed. We too cannot see Jesus today. He has ascended to the right hand of the Father. We do not believe because we have seen. Rather, we must believe without seeing. Yes, we must believe not based on what we have seen, but what on we have heard. We believe because of what has been preached to us, the very word of God. We believe because of the eyewitness testimony of those who saw the events and recorded them based on eyewitness events. Indeed, the gospel according to St. John, which we read from tonight, was composed by one such eyewitness, as was the gospel of St. Matthew. St. Mark's gospel is based on the testimony of St. Peter, for whom Mark was a scribe. And St. Luke's gospel is based on interviews that he had with eyewitnesses, including the mother of Jesus, and on a careful reading of the gospels already written. And all of these gospels were written for this purpose, that through their testimony we may believe. John writes, These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. We believe this, that is, we have faith, for it is the very same verb in the Greek. And we believe and have faith through this testimony, through the Holy Spirit working through this word of God, written by men, but inspired by God. Through this word, faith is created within us, and we believe, even though we have not seen. And through that faith, we receive all the blessings which our Lord gives to his people, eternal life, salvation, and the forgiveness of sins, even the sin of doubt. Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet believed. Indeed, this is a true and living faith, a faith which, taking root in the heart, produces in abundance the fruits of good works of love towards our neighbor. For in Hebrews, faith is described thus, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the confidence of things not seen. Our faith is not just in anything. It is not in faith, but our faith is in and grounded upon Jesus, our Lord and our God. It is founded upon him in whom we hope, in him who has given us such great promises. Thus, without seeing, we believe, and through believing, we see with the eyes of faith our Lord's salvation. Through faith, we see that the scriptures are not just any book, but a book inspired by God himself. Through faith, we see that baptism is not just a bath, not just a sprinkle of water, but is the adoption as sons and daughters of God. Through faith, we see that the Lord's Supper is not merely bread and wine, but it is the very body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ given for us. 
One day we will no longer need eyes of faith to see these things. One day the Lord will come again, and then, still believing, still trusting in him, we will see him. Whether that day comes while we are still alive, or whether it comes when that we must be raised from the dead, it will come, and we will see him with our own eyes. That day the things we hope for will be realized, and what we believe without seeing we will see with our eyes. And so let us confess with Thomas about Jesus, our Lord and our God, whom we have not seen and yet believe, and share this good news with others, with our friends, with our family, with our neighbors, so that they too, by the grace of God and the working of the Holy Spirit, may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing they may have life in his name. May God grant to us such faith and boldness to confess it, for Jesus' sake and by his mediation and merits. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you always. Amen. Amen.